Hey everyone, you're listening to the Mido podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Megan. And today we are going to talk about self-care. Yay. <laughs> How important it is. I know like a lot of people probably cringe when, when you hear that, when you hear that self-care, self-love, because um, it, in a sense, it's kind of gotten a bad rep, right? I think, I think. So I think, yeah, I think there's probably two schools of thought on it, but yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. One it's really important and one. That yeah. And it is, it totally is. And, and there is a fine line between like being selfish, care. <laughs> 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 but the most important thing when you think about self-care is you are important. You need to take care of yourself. And especially in a world of a medically fragile family, if you are not taken care of, who is going to be the one taking care of your loved one? Mm-hmm. Um, and especially a child. And I love that we're talking about this because Troy is 15 and mm-hmm. he is a giant. He is huge. <laughs> He's <laughs> like 5'11 totally and 145 pounds. <laughs> yes. Um, so it's one thing to have like a baby or a toddler or something, but when you, when your child, your child isn't an adult, your child will keep growing. Um, and I mean, that's obviously the, the hope that your child yeah. will continue to grow. But, um, when you're now taking care of a 140 pound person, human, um, that is a huge toll on your body. And if you are not taking care of your body, then you in turn can't take care of, of Troy. Um, so that's kind of the purpose of, well, (laughs) Troy is not the purpose of the podcast. (laughs) This is not me telling you what to do. Troy is my purpose for everything. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's, it's the understanding that it's okay to put yourself first. It doesn't mean that you are selfish. It means that you are perfecting yourself to be able to take care of the ones that you love because if you don't put yourself first and that sounds, that sounds selfish. Mm. I need to put myself first and it's not because it's your, it's your body. I mean, if you're not healthy and you're sick all the time at what you can't, no one can rely on you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about uh, self-care with eating right, making sure your nutrition is good, drinking water. Um, making sure uh I know Um, drinking enough water for your body (laughs) and your activities it's about exercise Um, and I don't mean like you need to go be a bodybuilder right now but go for walks take that 30 minutes it's about rest it's about respite right it's because you can't you can't force your body to eat all these healthy things and work out and do all these crazy stuff and then not allow it to rest. It needs to be able to replenish and re- and, and build in the process. I mean, you build by resting. A lot of people don't understand that. Yeah. You think that you just go, go, go. You work out every day, all this stuff, but no, your body needs a chance to take a breath. <laughs> um, and I think the other side to this too, is that Um, you know, it's, I don't want to say it's easy, but you know, when you say eat healthy and do all these things and all of those things are very difficult to accomplish sometimes, or to allow yourself to take the time to do them. Um, 
obviously healthy and certain things like that. Like um, that can be hard because time schedules, you're tired and, you know, oh, we're just going to throw in the oven, whatever's, you know, and not really think about those things. So it's, I feel like, and I find with myself that, you know, sometimes it's easier to put off the self-care. It's a hundred percent easier to be like, you know, when my husband says, oh, hey, go take some time. And I'm thinking, okay, this is the schedule. And then I've got to make dinner and then I've got to do this. And then we've got to get Troy to bed. And then we've, you know, it's just all those things. And it's like, it's almost like too much in your head to be like, oh, okay, well, maybe I should go for a walk outside. Maybe I should stop and get away from everyone and just take five minutes or 20 minutes, 30 minutes and go read a book. And it's like, I think, and I'm just speaking for myself, that a lot of that stuff is so hard to do because it takes so much effort. But I know that with myself, when weeks go by and I don't do these things, I am cranky. I am more tired. I am looking at my life going, oh my gosh, I do the same thing over and over and over again, same routine, same thing. And you know, you start getting frustrated with things easier than you would if you did take that time. So it's like these things are hard to schedule in, hard to put in, you know, your routine. But if you don't, it's like you pay for it. Yeah. Um, so even though self-care may not be easy, it may not be easy for you to schedule 30 minutes to go outside and go for a walk. Um, but if you don't do these things over time, you start to break down mentally, you know, physically possibly and all these different things. And when you have a special needs or medically fragile child to take care of, you need to be in tip top shape 24 seven. It's like, (laughs) yeah. So I want to give like two, I don't know if I would call them examples, but I'm just, let's just say they're examples. (laughs) We can correct my (laughs) language later. Um, so like, I think about life today, I think about life right, right now how I live right now. Obviously I don't have kids that are living. Um, so I, but like, I, I still have work. I, I still take care of family. I'm, I'm, I'm helping my sister with the kids and stuff like that. So I think about self-care and I think about like, okay, I, I personally eat clean. I, I try to eat as clean as I can. Do I love it? No, I don't. <laughs> I would love to have as much candy as I want. (laughs) I would love to not worry about what fat is going into my food or where my chickens were raised or, you know, like all of that stuff, but I schedule it. I, I try to eat right as often as I can. I schedule time to work out, whether it's at the gym or it's at home, it's on the Peloton, things like that. Um, I'm trying to get better at scheduling being with friends, like going on walks with a friend, um, trying to mentally, uh, have enough time to even like meditate, even if it's like five minutes or go to sleep or help a friend, all this stuff. But then I think back about, so this is example two, what my life was like when I had Angie and I had to become, and I was not great at it, but I had to become, a um, experimental with what my schedule was. I had to, so I'm doing a horrible job explaining myself. <clears throat> I should have turned this around the other way around with Angie. I didn't get any sleep and I, she had a G tube. 
excuse me, um, which made things very difficult because her feeding time was at night. It was, we had to schedule it three hours after she was done eating. And then it would run for five hours if the tube didn't get clogged. Um, we never wanted it to an alarm out. So you would set your alarm before that alarm so you can make it into the room in time to shut that alarm off before it goes off because you don't want her to wake up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if she wakes up after that three hour wait of whenever she breastfed last when we put her down, um, it's like it's 11 o'clock at night when I start that that feeding. And if for any reason she wakes up, I have to get her back to sleep. I have to wait another hour, half hour, however long, knowing how much her body needs to digest. So I'm going to bed at what? 11, 15 at night. And then I have to shut her tube off, um, 12, one, two, three by 4am. So I have to be up before 4am to shut that off if she doesn't wake up. And then I got to get ready for work. And then I got to get her up. And then I got to get her ready to go to the nanny. And then I got to drive her to the nanny. I got to drive an hour back in the opposite direction to get to work. I got to work for four hours, get back in the car, drive an hour, 45 minutes to an hour, however long, depending on traffic, back to get her. And I have to make it in time because she won't take anything by mouth except breast. So now I'm rushing to get to her. I'm get to her. She's starving. I breastfeed her. We have maybe a 10 minute, 20 minute rest period. I'm in the car driving back 30 minutes to get home, get home. She's tired, but she also has therapy. So I might be at home or I might be at therapy or I might be at a doctor's appointment. So I'm running all over the place trying whatever Angie's schedule is, is the schedule. So we get to therapy. <laughs> she goes to therapy. We do breastfeed again. Then we get in the car. We go home. Now it's time to make dinner. <laughs> so you are, and, and for Andrew and I, Andrew usually would make dinner. I would be playing with Angie or vice versa, but Andrew's a better cook. So he would probably cook. Um, <laughs> we would sit at the dinner table. Angie would play with her food because again, won't take anything by mouth. Andrew and I will eat. We go upstairs, it's bath time, <laughs> go to take a bath. We're in the bath for 30 minutes. And it's usually the same time that I get to take a shower. So we have a little baby bathtub in the shower with us or with us, I say, Angie and me. Um, I'm showering, I'm giving her a bath. We go in, she's tired. It's now like seven o'clock. We sit on the couch, time to breastfeed. Start breastfeeding, she finally falls asleep. Now it's eight o'clock, I'm putting her down and I'm waiting another three hours. But in that three hours, I also have to get everything else done around the house. I've got laundry to do. I got to clean the house. I've got to prep food for the next day. I got to get all her stuff ready. I got to find all of her um, like uh, G tube supplies. I got to clean her G tube. All this stuff. I finally get to go about at eleven. There is literally no time in that day for me, mm -hmm. and it got to the point where I had to figure out okay how can I make part of my schedule, part of Angie's schedule, my self-care schedule too? So as much as it sucks, like having that car time, because I was obviously in the car a lot, mm -hmm. listening to a meditation or listening to calming music or taking that time to, if I can catch up with a friend or just having complete silence and just being present. Um, 
eating wise, like my food when I was Angie, because leading up to her disease, I ate super clean then because we just never knew what was coming through my breast milk. So I had to make sure that everything that I produced was healthy and great and amazing for her to make her body function. Mm -hmm. So I never drank alcohol. I never, I was very careful about carbs and fats and protein and all of that, just to make sure it was great. I mean, I'm producing, I have this amazing gift to be able to produce food for another human to have, which sounds so weird when you put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) We're such animals. (laughs) Yeah, but we are like, so And it was probably the, and you got, and for those, and I don't mean to side this towards only the women that have been able to breastfeed because it's very frustrating for the people who haven't been able to, but, um, but breastfeeding also burns calories. So I had to also consider, okay, I need to work out, but I do know that I'm also getting some sort of a calorie burn for my body that that's my activity. Like, okay. So breastfeeding is my workout. Um, and then I would attempt whenever we had time, or if we got to therapy early enough, Angie and I would go for a walk and I would put her in the carrier or I would put her in a stroller. And I made sure that that five to 10 minutes that we had together, we got, if it wasn't raining, we got fresh air. Um, and then it got to the point too, where I would play with our schedule to make sure that Again, if it wasn't raining, because it, for some reason, rained a lot in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> the end of 2018 and 2019, it was just raining all the time. Um, so I made sure that we had time to get to a park to lay underneath the tree. We couldn't, like, play with the kids, and we couldn't go on the swings or do all those types of things. But we got to watch them, and we got to see flowers, and we got to see bugs, and we got to do those kinds of things. So I had to change my mind on what was normal and my normal before Angie was totally different I was in the gym I was a gym rat all the time always working out and um so it's just you have to figure out what at that phase in your life what is self-care how do I change how do I change my mind about what I'm doing for myself that makes sense absolutely and (laughs) You know, it I does. say that a lot. Does that make sense? <laughs> does that make sense? It does. Uh, 99% of the time you make sense. Sweet. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think about like our family, my husband's an ultra runner and, you know, I've done a few marathons, but we, we run. And as much as, you know, my, my mom's always like, do you even like that? And I'm like, honestly, sometimes no, but it's something that I can do with Troy. Um, and it's something that we can do with Troy. And honestly, it's funny because um, we have a big jogging stroller. Obviously, he's a huge kid and he loves it. He will get up in the morning and he'll stomp his feet like, are we going running? And I'm looking, I'm going, seriously, like you too? <laughs> Not just Tony, you want to run too? <laughs> um, but it's something that we, I can, you know, even myself, he's huge and I push him. And by the end of like four or five miles, I'm dying. But you know, it's an exercise that as much as it's not hundred percent, my favorite thing that I can do with him, that I can put in my schedule and that, you know, we're both out, we're both, he's getting fresher. He's seeing all the cars go by, which he loves and all the trolleys because we have a lot of trolleys around here. And, um, you know, sometimes 
fitting in things that because you have your child all the time that will work for both of you um, can be very beneficial. And obviously, you know, they always say exercise is great. And a lot of people love to exercise and a lot of people don't. Yeah. Um, but it's not only good for your body. It's good for, you know, mentally it's, it's an excellent thing. And it doesn't matter what exercise you do, you know, it's yeah. just I'm glad you said that because yeah, I wanted to bridge ourselves into that part of it too. I know not everyone that's listening wants to eat clean. I know they don't want to exercise. Like that's not your jam. It doesn't make you happy. That is totally fine. But you do need some sort of exercise, whether it's a walk, if it's, um, I don't know, climbing. I mean, I don't know who loves to climb stairs, but if that's all you can find, then that's what you do. Stretching, um, just being in the sun when you can. Um, it's important because you think about how your child's body functions, what your mitochondria is doing, right? I mean, you need energy to be able to sustain life. And part of mitochondria is, you, for a little, for example, for your child, the energy to sustain life is to going towards all those main organs, right? Those main organs that we need to function to be able to live. By exercising, you're helping that. You're helping, I don't want to say you're helping your mitochondria because that's false information, but <laughs> you're helping your body to grow and produce and, and function correctly. If you don't do that, things will happen like, um, your flexibility or your joints, um, your muscles, you, if you're not eating right, your heart, like, so a normal neurotypical person needs to take care of their body to help their mitochondria, because it gets to a point of you fighting against that. Like if you're not taking care of your mito, <laughs> you can't take care of the child or adult or whatever that um, doesn't have the capability to produce that. Does that, that doesn't make sense. I should have I really tried harder on that sentence. I understand <laughs> what you're saying. Um, and I think too, with Mido, like everybody thinks about, you know, a lot of our kids get super tired. They have exercise intolerance, um, that kind of thing. And I know um, with Troy, and I, you know, I think about every day, I'm like, well, I go and run for 45 minutes, an hour, and I need to take him and make sure that he is exercising for that same amount of time or whatever he can do. Some days it's 10, 15 minutes. And some days, you know, the other day we went down to, um, what's the boardwalk area? Why am I forgetting? Oh, uh, but, uh, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, where they yeah. have roller coaster and everything. And of course it's closed, but Troy loves walking around and just looking at the different things. And, you know, thankfully there's not that many people down there when it's closed. Um, and he walked for an entire hour. He has never done that before. I granted he's done like 45 minutes, but he walked for an entire hour. We never took a break, you know, going upstairs, just walking around, looking at the roller coaster and everything. And, you know, he was exhausted the next day, but it's so important that we try to do that with our kids too. Um, Troy has a walker. So I, I take him out every day to walk. And like I said, sometimes it's 10 or 15 minutes and sometimes it's 
30, 45, but I always think to myself, like I said, you ran, you got your exercise and Troy needs his as well. And it's obviously very different for Mito kids. They're all over the board with whether Troy can only walk with assistance. He can hold my hand and walk, or he can use his walker, but he can't walk on his own. And some kids aren't walking, but whatever their little exercises that they can do. Um, and every time we've gone into Dr. Haas, he's like, that's the best thing that you can do for him. Even though our Mito kids don't necessarily produce the energy that they should, exercise is a positive thing for them, for their body, for their health, and whatever type of exercise, whether it's just moving their little legs around or, you know, sitting up, you know, that's huge for some kids just to even be able to sit up. Um, any of those things are so important. And I'm going to round this back to, and if you can exercise with them, <laughs> that's your self-care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This podcast everywhere is not, not, honestly, we've said so many good things. I don't want to not post this, <laughs> but we're, a little but we're everywhere. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> um, but oh, man, <laughs> what, what I wanted, what? And I said, it's early. And we both talked about yesterday, how we are not morning people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Oh man, I don't want to not stop talking about this. I think I still think it feels really important, but I also want to bring this around to the other side of things too, of um, self-care. <laughs> we went into exercise. No, <laughs> That's we went the problem. a lot into exercise. We didn't go into self-care. We went into, hey, you should exercise. Yeah. Um, self-care also means going to get your nails done or getting a massage or like you said earlier, reading a book. Um, it is just as important the the mental and the physical are equal. There's not one that is better than the other. They go hand in hand. If you can't, you need to take care of both. So as much as we can preach and say, go exercise, or <laughs> uh, we talk about our, our own lives about being ultra runners or or lifting weights or whatever it is, um, your men mental stability <laughs> is very important. And especially if you use the example I gave of when Angie was alive, um, just the running around the, the day to day, the not being able to figure out how to schedule time for yourself. Um, it's mentally exhausting. It's physically exhausting. So you need that respite and bringing it back to the beginning of this podcast, respite is extremely important. And you should never ever feel guilty for needing 30 minutes to yourself. Um, your child has taken 24 hours of your day. Um, you need that 30 minutes. So they can have the 23 hours and 30 minutes that's left of your day. You need that 30. Um, so if that means going for a walk, then that's great. If that means, go, uh, I guess getting your nails done takes a little bit longer, 30 minutes, but <laughs> getting your nails done, go do that because it is important to feel good about yourself. If you don't feel good about yourself, that will rub off on the people that are around you. And that is important, not just for someone who has a medically fragile family member. That is important for every single person mm -hmm. because 
depression or anxiety or any of that is a part of life as you get older. And I'm finding that more and more. I growing up, that was never something that was like normalized, right? There was always something wrong with someone or yeah, we didn't even talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah, you don't talk about those things. And and life is hard. Mm. It just is. And you need to be able to find a way to deal with that. So read your book, find someone that you trust that can take care of your family member for 30 minutes and leave. Do not stay in the house or within the vicinity of whoever it is that you take care of. It could be your child. I mean, again, this is for everyone. So it could be a parent, it could be a sibling. It could be any person in your life that you're taking care of on a daily basis. Find someone that you can trust for that 30 minutes, leave the house have those few minutes to yourself. And, and if you, I don't, that sucks because I know that there's situations where you're not comfortable with that. You're not comfortable with leaving for 30 minutes. Um, so if that is your situation, try and find a way in your schedule, even if it's 30 minutes after they've gone to bed or before they get up, I know that you need your sleep. I know that you need that time too, but get up 30 minutes early or go to bed 30 minutes later. Or if they take a nap time, instead of doing laundry, just take some time for you. Yeah. Laundry is important too. And obviously that adds stress if you don't have anything to wear, but, (laughs) but you'll be able to handle that stress easier if you've taken some time mentally for yourself. And, and I think when you deal with the guilt part of that, to always think in the back of your mind, I'm making myself better for the person who relies on me. Yes. I'm, I am helping them by helping myself. So when you feel bad about it, just think about that. Yeah. Because I think like you said, anxiety and stuff like that. I know like I absolutely have anxiety and, you know, we talked about depression and stuff. It's like, it is so heightened when you don't take care of yourself. Yes. And sometimes you don't even know why, but it's because you're not taking care of yourself. Yeah. It, it, it compiles. It's a domino effect. It's everything. And it just comes falling down all at the same time. And you're normal. Yeah, exactly. It is, it is <laughs> I normal. I don't know anybody who doesn't have thoughts of depression or anxiety and yeah, it's, it's everybody it's out there and it's just finding ways to take care of yourself. Yeah. And, and we're going to end this podcast really soon, but I want to one more thing about the, about all of this, actually, you don't have to go full blown into something. Like if you want to eat better, just eat better. (laughs) Just don't grab that extra bag of chips or don't go to McDonald's that day or make a mental note that on Monday we will make a healthy meal. Like it doesn't need to be balls to the wall. Like um, it all in it, it's all or nothing. It, that is not what life is about. Life is about making small changes that will make a big impact later. Um, and it's, and it's hard. That's hard. That's a really hard lesson to learn because you want, you want results immediately. We're, we're in a day and age where you can Google anything and find the information that you want and it's instant satisfaction. Um, but you need to make small changes. If it, if, if you can't do the eating clean or planning things out, or you need quick stuff, just make small changes. And then it'll lead, it'll lead down the road to something that you will be more fulfilling. 
Yeah, they always say, I always read about different articles, how when people, you know, completely cut out carbs or, you know, start running every day or whatever it is that it's, it's not something that lasts. No. And that's horrible. Don't cut your carbs. (laughs) Well, and just in general, when, I mean, like we've said that so many times, oh, we're not going to have sugar this week, or we're not going to do that. And it's like such, it's like something that you are now constantly thinking about, oh, I can't have that. Oh, I can't have that. And it's like, that's not, that's not a healthy way to do things. Like you said, small changes, and that can be with the self-care of just small changes, taking five minutes for yourself to 10 minutes to 20, you know, and, and with eating, with exercise, with all of it, if you just make small changes, eventually those things stick and you see, you know, your success. And when you see your success, that makes you, it motivates you. Yeah. And it takes time. You won't see success right away. No, 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 no. I've been running for 12 years. I don't know how much success I've seen. No, I'm just (laughs) It's just a constant paddle. (laughs) Running is. I mean, any exercise is a constant paddle. (laughs) But you're also fighting against like aging. Oh yeah. Yeah. So your body's always going to change. There's, yeah. You're never going to find the perfect recipe to no. make everything amazing, no. <laughs> but that's kind of the beauty in it. Right. Yeah, that's, and that's okay. Yeah. And it's the same thing with your, like, your child, your child, as they grow up, like, or just, just every single day is going to be different as, and I don't want to say grow up because I know not, that's not everyone's future, but, um, you have this idea of watching a child grow and they're constantly changing and evolving. You are too. Like you do, you never, you never stop evolving. Your body's always going to age and it's always going to change. And there's, you get injuries, you get the elements. Like there's, there's just so much, there's so much to factor in. So just be gentle with yourself. Um, find, find that self-love, find that self-care and do small things. Enjoy the moment. <laughs> yep. yep. Well, thank you for listening to the Mito podcast. Sorry that we both went on these crazy tangents today. <laughs> <laughs> but we appreciate you listening. Um, if you guys have any suggestions on podcasts that you want to hear about, please reach out to us. It's mitopodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and on Facebook. Mm-hmm.